welcome to the Perfect Gentleman podcast. This is episode 29. I am Zach Faulkner-Barfield, 1PG and the founder of The Perfect Gentleman. And alongside me, as always, is the devilishly charming and supremely gifted Mr. James Marwood. <laughs> good to speak to you, my friend. How are you? I'm very well, sir. How are you? I'm very good. Had a good morning boxing training, so I'm full of beans. Oh, excellent. Always good to get the exercise out of the way. Oh, yes. Need to do it. Today, it's a little bit more business. It's our back to school, back to work month theme. So last week, we had some great information from yourself about personal productivity and how to do stuff. So I thought this week your sort of top productivity apps so technology is incredibly driving our lives at the moment so what's your favorite productivity apps james first of all probably useful to give some context around this i have three types of apps that i primarily use so i have one which manages to-do lists a task manager one which stores reference material and where I can put information in and pull it out really quickly and then one which manages time so basically a calendar those are the three categories that i've got to hate and I want something that will work on my desktop, laptop machine and also on my phone because I need stuff to be available to me. That's what I'm looking for when I look to these types of apps. I tend to work in the Apple ecosystem. I use a Mac for my main computer. I use an iPhone. But also sometimes I'll work from client machines or from things like that. So it's useful to me to be able to have to get information in and out of those systems by relatively simple means. So primarily email. So the first one is a piece of software that runs a lot of my life for me that I pretty much live in. And that's a, something called OmniFocus, which is an Apple specific Mac and iOS to do list task manager. It's a little bit complicated. It takes a little bit of getting used to and it's not cheap. It's a little bit of an investment. But for me, it's absolutely the best thing I've found to be able to manage how I work. And I've been working with OmniFocus using that probably since something like 2008, 2007, something like that. Okay, that's a long time. Pretty much for as long as it's been available, that's right. It's done by the, the Omni Group, who are a fantastic software development house in the US. The thing I like about it most, it gives me just the boundaries I need to be able to work within. So I don't want too much flexibility, and I don't want too tight guidelines in order to track what I need to do. I want just enough. This works really, really well for me. There are lots of alternatives out there for Mac and web-based, and it doesn't really matter what you use. The state of productivity apps now is much improved from where it was. I know friends of mine who really like things like Asana, which came out of some of the Facebook team, which is a web-based and team-based productivity environment, things like Simple Note, Toodledoo, Wonderlist, anything like that. But for me, OmniFocus is that next level advanced um, productivity pro approach. That's what I love. Shooting forward to my next one, which is the reference material bit, which is Evernote. I stick pretty much every important piece of information that comes into my life, electronic or paper, goes into Evernote. And again, I've been working with that for a lot of years. My Evernote archives go back years. And because it has some really useful features, such as being able to make PDFs and images searchable, it's really useful and easy to pull information out of it. And that's one of the things that is important when you're considering where you store your files. You can use the file system on your computer. You can use Evernote. You could use OneNote. You could use any of the products out there. 
And if I was looking today, I might choose something new. But for me, the reason I love Evernote is it's really simple to get information into it. But more importantly, it's really simple to pull information out. When you're looking at your tasks and your reference material, those are things that are relatively flexible. But you have some things in your life which are fixed to certain points of time. The kind of hard stops, things that have to happen on a certain day or a certain time. And that's where calendars come into it. There are loads of good calendar programs out there, loads of really useful implementations of it. Outlook is one that, that a lot of people use, and which is what I tend to go to on the PC if I'm using a, a Windows program. But my favourite is BusyCal for the Mac and Fantastical for iOS. And the reason I like both of those is for that same reason, it's really simple to add an appointment to them. I don't need to go to a particular day and find the slot. I can just hit the plus button and start typing, call with Zach, 12 o'clock Sunday for one hour. Boom, and it makes that appointment for me. And then when I want to find something, I can just do a search or it'll give me an alert. And it gives me all sorts of other useful pieces of information, such as who the other people I'm meeting with are and links to their social profiles, all those kinds of things, which are useful and allow me to really get the information I need at a glance. So that's the big three, OmniFocus, Evernote and BusyCal. But there are lots of other things that I use, which are smaller programs, smaller tools, which just allow me to be that little bit more productive and to make better use of my time. The one that I love the most, a wonderful service, is something called SaneBox. I don't know that one. You will like this one, Zach, trust me. What SaneBox does, it effectively automates email rules. It checks your email for you on a regular basis, and it pulls out any emails that it thinks, or that you've told it, or are not important, and puts those in a later folder. It's really good at recognising things like adverts, circulars, spam, updates, mailing lists, all those sorts of things. And it sucks those off into a separate folder and you can just drag back if you need to. And once you've dragged it, learns for next time. Actually, no, this is an important thing. If you have things that you just don't want to read anymore, maybe you don't trust or you don't want to go into the hassle of unsubscribing, you just drag that to the black hole and they disappear forever and you never see another email from that sender again. And it's just a really useful way of turning down the volume of email that you get in your inbox. You know, I probably get somewhere in the region of three to 400 emails a day across various topics. I get maybe 10 in my inbox, which are important. And with a little bit of training, Sainbox shows me just those 10. And everything else I can look at in the evening, at the end of the day, or I can leave it for a day or two, because I know there's nothing in there that's going to blow up. Nice. I shall be looking at that program quite heavily. Yes. It's a paid service. It's slightly complex to set up in that you have to give it your email server details because it logs into your email for you. And if you've got things which are very secure or very private, that might not be appropriate. And you can make a lot of this work yourself by using email rules, either server-side or client-side email rules. This just makes it so simple. It's well worth the, it's something like £20 a year that I pay for it. They give me an email telling me how much time I save each week because of it, and it's around six hours a week. Which is very useful. Effectively, it's most of a day's work. The next thing I find really useful is a password manager. There are a number of those out there. When you're logging into multiple systems, it's good practice to have different passwords for different systems. I know from things that have happened to friends in the past that when one password gets cracked, another one will, another one will, another one will, especially if they're all the same. If you've got your password is pencil number one or pencil one, pencil two, pencil three, when one goes, 
you know, your email gets compromised, then your calendar gets compromised, then your eBay account, your Facebook, everything falls. And remembering all those different passwords is beyond my abilities. So one password does all that for me. It works across platforms. It's very secure. It generates random passwords for me if I want it to. And it remembers them all for me for each different website. I just have a button in the browser that I click. So when I'm logging into this client site or I'm logging into my internet banking or I'm logging in to pay my bills, I don't know what the password is for that. And on my phone, I use my thumbprint to secure it. And I use a pretty secure password that I do remember on the desktop. And it means I can be much more secure without needing to remember dozens of passwords or write them down. And then the final thing, an absolutely wonderful piece of, of software. The version I use, I think, is available on Mac and PC and certainly on iOS, but it's called Text Expander. And what it does is allow me to create really simple text macros almost really simply. So it basically means I can type a quick piece of text, a little short code, and it will go bloop and expand that into a longer piece. And you can do it for really simple things. Like I use LDATE as an abbreviation. When I type LDATE, it expands to the long date. And it's much simpler to set up than creating these using the system itself. I can just highlight the text, hit a shortcut to get to the create new snippet, type in what I want to type, and away you go. I think that's genius. I should be looking at that one too. Anytime that you find yourself writing the same text over and over again, it's really, really useful. Even for simple things. For example, I write things in HTML quite often, and so I have a little snippets for those. So I have, for example, H rule will put in horizontal rule in an HTML page. So if I'm writing something to go onto a, a website or onto a client's intranet or something like that, instead of having to do the long text to get horizontal rule, I just type H rule, bloop, and it's done. Very good. I love it. There's so many of these I could go into. Get the big three, your task list, reference material, and your calendar sorted out. Get happy with those. And then look at the little things that can add in to save those little extra times, the little incremental improvements that you can make. Things look at your passwords, text expansion, things like that. Absolutely. We share one for sure. I'm a huge Evernote fan and pretty much, as you say, from websites to articles to anything that's relevantly researchable, I put into Evernote one of the best programs. And I think if you are going to go down that Evernote route or you're doing some other alternatives such as OneNote or your Jimbo together, Soho Notes, loads of things out there. But if you can, invest in a quick scanner. That is ideally a sheet-fed scanner rather than a flatbed one, something that takes up just a little bit of space on your desk, and you can throw information into there so much more easily. Pretty much every letter, bill, handwritten note I make, I do this at the end of every project, I scan all my notes in, it takes seconds, and bloop, it's there in Evernote. Within a minute or two, the text is searchable. I just give it a quick tag, put it in a folder, and I don't have to see it anymore, but I, can, I know I can pull it back when I need to. Yeah, no, it's great. I use Todoist for my task management. I just use Google Calendars for my calendar. Google Calendar's great. I stopped using them a little while ago because I was doing work on client sites where I didn't have regular access to the internet. And at the time, their offline stuff wasn't great. I'm not a huge fan of having all of my services with Google. I tend to spread them out a little bit. I use Google Calendar for a lot of things. So what are your productivity app suggestions? Do you have any? What's your favourites? What do you use? Please Please drop us an email at inquiries at theperfectgentleman.tv or you can contact us on all our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, 
we're happy to hear from you. If you've got some suggestions, we'd like to hear from you about them. If you want a more detailed on these productivity apps, they're in the magazine, which is out now. So take a look at that. You can find that on our website. Our partners, Hawes & Curtis, are a British brand with more than 100 years of heritage in tailoring. In 1913, Ralph Hawes and George Frederick Curtis opened their first store in London's Piccadilly Arcade at the corner of German Street, renowned for its resident shirt makers. From the beginning, Hawes and Curtis attracted famous clientele, including the Duke of Windsor, Cary Grant and Fred Astaire, dapper gentlemen all. As a result of Hawes and Curtis's commitment to impeccable service and product excellence, the brand has been awarded four royal warrants. Today, Hawes and Curtis offers extensive menswear and women's wear collections, providing customers with complete looks for a whole variety of occasions. Please head over to their website, www.hawesandcurtis.co.uk. One of the new section in the Perfect Gentleman podcast and across our media channels is product reviews. We got asked to do this quite a few times now, and we decided that we should. And luckily, we had some nice people send us some things to start reviewing. First up is a grooming product by a brand called Joe Grooming. And they do various different things. Uh, shampoos, scrubs, shavings, uh, hair products, beard products, moustache products. They're a US-based company, but they ship around the world. And they're a very simple brand, a stick-figured man, white, simplistic style of the brand. And they're quite reasonably priced, as far as brands go, in the male grooming department, because some are quite extortionate. And they sent me a huge raft of sampling goodies to try. I have not bearded or moustached, so I sent off the beard and moustache products to a good colleague of ours, Mr. Manuel Breffin, who's written a few articles on the cigar front. He's a bearded and moustached person, so he's reviewing those items, and you can find that review in the magazine. Uh, I got to review everything else, shampoos, hair products, the scrubs, and the shaves. So my overall impression is they're really well-constructed products. They're really nice products to use. They're fit for purpose, number one, and nice products to use. Um, my favorite two products are the Daily Shampoo by Country Mall and the Scrub. Both are very nicely fragranced. The Scrub itself is an amazing fragrance and really it vitalizes your skin. I used it on my body and on my face for a week. It worked very effectively. It was good scent, good feeling, good scrub. The Shampoo, again, was uh, lathered really nicely. It was... Um, very well fragranced. It really gave that invitalizing thing in the morning in the shower, which I always like from a shampoo. You know, makes you, your head feel a little bit tingly and you uh, get that scent that makes you go because there's sort of a bit of eucalyptus in it. Those are my two favorites, but the rest were good. Daily conditioner was good, nice, strong, again, good scent to it. I like the scents of all these products. They were really nice. They were not too strong, you know, they were not overpowering and they wouldn't overpower any other product that you may use, any fragrance that you may use, but they really nice to smell uh, first thing in the morning or when you put it in your hair or that sort of thing I thought thickening shampoo was good probably not my favourite of the shampoos um, I tried all of their hair products their clay their grooming compound and their texture paste not that my hair works with all those products but you know you've got to try these things I found them all very good they really worked well they kept the hairstyles that I put into them effective the whole day were nicely constructed some products are there and you can think you've spent a lot of money on them and you kind of feel that they don't feel like they're really good you know what i mean james 
Absolutely. Well, like, these feel good products. You know, they're pretty solid products. The only product that was not my kettle of fish, as it were, I didn't think it was a bad product, it just wasn't for me, was their shaving cream. I found it was a little light. It didn't foam up enough that I personally like. Uh, it was a little too translucent. I, I find that I like shaving creams to be a little bit thicker but definitely a little more coloured so I can actually see where I've, I've shaved it was again very fit for purpose it worked very well there actually had no fragrance I could quite discern but it just didn't quite work for me I handed it over to a friend of mine and he liked it very much he thought it was very good for him uh, he shaved slightly differently than I do so I thought that was good overall I would say Joe Grooming products are really nice they're really good they're really efficient packaging is really nice very low-key very cool I would highly recommend getting the Joe Grooming Scrub for sure and certainly their shampoos excellent that, so that's kind of the grooming products we got if you want a more detailed review and detailed pricings and links please go to our magazine which is out now the issue 7 you can read more about that so that was the first review and then going completely the other way now James we go from grooming to watches oh, okay so the lovely people at Rotary sent us a ultra slim new generation watch it was a lovely watch very delicate it has a beautiful classic roman numeral face this was the one we were sent it was not roman numerals it's just lines but it's got that classic off-white face with very basic setup it is a lovely strap burgundy leather i would say it is very thin it's a great dress watch it's nice to see more and more companies going back to those slimmer watches as well because we've talked about this in the past you know those big chunky pretend pilots watches they're not elegant absolutely not it's a very delicate watch i mean i don't have a very thick wrist fitted really nicely it wasn't too ostentatious it was quite sedate it's a great day dress watch with suits but also actually really nice to wear into the evening simple effective watch and i really like it it's one of my uh, new favorite watches i like the simple and effective and clean i'm not for the big bling weighted tomes of watch it's a reliable quartz movement just 4.7 millimeters thick fits nicely under the cuff scratch resistant and i really really like it i was really impressed with this i'm not a big watch guy as you well know bought it for the week and i, I keep putting it on excellent i have a couple of rotary watches i had one that i was given for my 18th birthday a very slim gold watch that comes out for special occasions only and a rotary pocket watch that I wear when I'm wearing my three-piece suit both of which have stood the test really really well if you want more detail of reviews of the watch or the grooming products please check out the magazine there's full reviews there with the links and details and photos and all that sort of thing if you want us to review anything please drop us an email at enquiries at theperfectgentleman.tv or you can drop us a line on any of our social media channels we're always happy to discuss it with you uh, we do two reviews a month over the course of the next few months next month we've got some interesting things up our sleeve as well and we'll review anything anything within our gentlemanly remit <laughs> we have very broad tastes it's in a very broad definitions so that's the reviews and then ah, rory's back hey excellent uh, we now hand over to rory and we're going to talk to rory about meeting and greeting people from around the world which is kind of an interesting subject over to you rory Greetings and welcome to The Perfect Gentleman. My name is Rory Bolger, 2PG and etiquette and fine dining expert, and today I'm going to be talking to you about meeting and greeting people from around the world. With modern air travel being so easy, people are taking more holidays, 
going to more destinations and immersing themselves in more cultures than they ever have before. International travellers are meeting new peoples from different cultures all the time. And in order to be able to gain the most from the experience, both for ourselves and for the people that we're meeting, it's important that we kick ourselves off with a good impression. It's pretty much accepted the world over that when a gentleman is greeting somebody of the same sex, a handshake would always be the first option. A handshake is always performed with the right hand, gripping the right hand of the other person. A firm grip, but not too firm that you're squashing the other person's hand. And good eye contact is always appreciated. There are some parts of the world where it's not acceptable for a gentleman to shake hands with a lady. Although not the case here in the Western world, a travelling Western gentleman should expect and anticipate this when travelling to certain areas. The best advice, as always, is if in doubt, always follow the lead of the locals. If they extend a hand to you, extend one back in return. If they don't, a smile, a bow, a bobbing of the head may be the appropriate greeting. So pay attention and be prepared to follow the lead given. As always, more information is available through our online magazine, our series of podcasts and videocasts, and of course through our books and our website www.theperfectgentleman.tv Our wonderful partners, The Cravat Club, provide luxury silk cravats, scarves and pocket squares. Designed and handcrafted in England. So complement your style with a touch of sartorial elegance with these 100% silk cravats, scarves and pocket squares, which are an ideal addition to evening or day wear for a sharp and refined look for the distinguished gentleman. Head on over to their website, www.cravat-club.com to grab yours now. Excellent. Thanks for that, Rory. I think it's very interesting how different cultures greet each other around the world. One of my favourite ones was mentioned to me ages ago was about the conversation openers and what people talk about when they open their conversations. Like, of course, if you're British, it's always about the weather. Yes. And someone once told me, which I, I've confirmed tangentially, which is in Italy, it's always about your health. I've seen noticed that in France a little bit as well. In the UK, it's the weather or sometimes sport. Elsewhere, people just look at you blankly when you say... How about this weather? Exactly. It is interesting. Anyway, that wraps it up for today, episode 29. I've got some new apps to try. Excellent. I'm going to go and look into some of those hair products, actually, because I'm running low. I use a kind of waxy paste, and I'm running low on that, so I'm going to check out the, the, the Joe's product stuff. The Joe Grooming clay and, and texture paste, I think, will be very, very suitable. Excellent. James, always a pleasure. Lovely to speak to you again. I look forward to speaking to you next week. And you, my friend. Have a great week. This podcast is brought to you by The Perfect Gentleman Group Limited and was edited by Andy Nichol at the Pistachio Palace.